This is Dakota. Today, I will be drinking, and we'll be talking about wild, crazy stories of Chorsey and minds that we will... That was going so well. Um, Welcome back to E100 Pod. I don't know who that guy was, um, but moving on. So like he said, we're going to be talking about fun little crazy stories today that happen in our personal lives. This episode is probably dropping after my birthday. We're not, I'm not quite sure when. Um, so I'm going to use this episode as time to talk about fun stuff in our life. Chorsey's got the energy. He is double fisting Trulies right now. I've got a Four loco next to me because it is Four loco Friday. Um, and we're going to keep on, keep on moving this podcast along. Just want to say thank you to all of our listeners who have stayed with us this long. If this is your first episode with us, you are in for a treat. Um, don't know why you got here, but thank you. We appreciate it. Um, we have a Patreon. I'm going to plug the Patreon now and hope you guys subscribe before you get into the podcast and maybe change your mind. Um, or for the better. You know, know it's there. Um, we do have a Patreon. You'll find it in our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook links, which Chorsey will introduce later because... I don't remember all the at names for them. Um, just just like to talk. You know how it is. But thank you again. And Chorsey, you are going to town on those trulies. I love it, sir. Are you They're doing- good. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're good. Mm. This is the mango lemonade, and this is the mango lemonade. <laughs> You're going to say the truly lemonade flavors are, I feel like, the elite seltzer. Mm. They're one of the best flavors. <laughs> Better than that last bullshit you bought when you was here. That was trifling. Oh, those Bud Light seltzer ones? God. Oh. Like, somebody said they were good. Someone tried them. Yo, that shit's ass. Uh, All the Bud Light seltzer. Oh, my God. This poor luck was hurting me. Uh, it's like in the movies, uh, like when like, they get like poisoned or something or like some... You like see like the dark stuff over their veins. That's why I feel like the four locals taking my body. I'm about to say like some really ignorant shit. <laughs> I feel like it's I can, taking over me. I can feel the alcohol hitting with the tiredness at oh. the same time, and I'm like, but you've been drinking all night though. This is my first one of the evening, and I work in the morning, so this is gonna be a fun episode. Let's go, baby. Um, so like I said, we're just gonna go over like fun. Whatever stories that we would like to share, where they're really crazy, really funny to us, um, stories that feel like they make us who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, I have one in mind that I definitely want to tell. You definitely want to tell? Do you, wanna, do you know if you have more or do you want to lead off with that one and think of more while I tell my bullshit stories later? Or do you want to save yours for the middle? Mm, I can start with mine because I don't know if I have more after this, but it's it involves both of us. I think it's a good okay explanation as to who we are as people. That's perfect. Um, this is perfect. It's a good character moment in our uh, podcast arc. It's a work story. Um, <laughs> so I can't. I will not divulge where we work together because um, I'm still currently with that company, but. Um, um, there was a day where we were both performing a task in our office together, and Dakota was at one computer, and I was at the one next to him. And um, part of what I do for my job is kind of surveillance. 
So I watch over people inside of certain rooms and make sure that they're not breaking shit, essentially, and not uh, stealing things. I work in a sex hotel. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't... For anyone who knows me on a not professional level, my that favorite is word cute. is nigga. I will drop the N-word so goddamn quickly. And it, it rolls off the tongue like ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. I I am pro nigga this, pro nigga that. White people are niggas, black people are niggas, Latinos are niggas, Asians are niggas. It's just nigga, nigga, nigga. Like, we, we're all niggas, right? <laughs> we, I want to counter how many times I can say this word. This is like the choicey version of like an MLK speech. <laughs> and um, so Dakota and I are both surveilling our different rooms. And my room, I notice that there's an individual who looks like they're about to punch a piece of glass in my room. Or Im- take Wait a second. The edit's part out, so we fucking. Oh, the light burned out. That's crazy. Give me a second. His light just burnt out in the middle of this. Okay, well, I would just start vamping, I guess, in the middle of this. Uh, I don't. I I mean, yeah, I guess, but. Oh god. No, How does this happen? I don't know, bro. I just know your screen went dark and I was like, he about to die. <laughs> Yo, I thought I was dead, bro. I thought I thought I was deceased. We can uh We're leaving all of that in. We're not I editing it. I think I think that counts with crazy stories. I mean this is a this is a good reason to support our Patreon. If we get enough money, we can move out of this fucking place. <laughs> Your pay is like Trusty Bill, I guess. I don't know. No, you said these are included. That ain't my job. <laughs> it truly looked like someone just like shut off your electricity. I was like, oh, I thought someone just turned off the light. I like, I got mad. <laughs> oh, no, damn. All right. Okay. So, nigga, right? Favorite word. <laughs> and um, so, like I said, it looked like someone's about to punch a piece of glass in this room. And I'm very professional at work. Except for when it's just Dakota and I by ourselves. And in the office, it just happened to be us two. And so I went to go... Like, when people do stupid shit, you're a nigga. Like, it, it just flows out very quickly. Because very much like, what are you doing? Type of response. So I went to go say it, right? And I went, Nick! And before I could finish the word, I stopped myself. But to my left, I saw Dakota's eyebrows just raise up and then slowly turn to the right to look at me. And he just went, say it. (laughs) I dare you, say it. (laughs) And to this day, I think about that moment of working together a lot because if that doesn't describe what it's like with us two working together, I don't know what does. (laughs) I don't think they were slipped up. I think, yeah, that was like, I think that was like maybe I only worked there for like three months, probably mm-hmm. three months. And I think that was like in month two, or maybe month. I think it was month two, month one. It must have been month one. I can't remember. It was either month one or month two. I feel like, and so it was like I hadn't heard you say it at work, but I know you're prone to say it, and I knew the other people in the room. It was not. It's not like a good behavior. Me would have been wildly uncomfortable if you said it. Just like very mm-hmm. like. Nerdy white kids. 
And I was like, say it, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, I was also the only person of color in the room. So, like, that doesn't help. And really in the business, because that was definitely not, like, a white group either. It was just. No. Um, oh, and I was, wait, I was the manager at the time. <laughs> yeah, you were the, you were the manager on duty. So, really <laughs> bound to happen. <laughs> I was hoping, like, I want you to say it, and then somebody in the room to tell you you can't say that. So I can be like, why can't he say that? Why can't he say that, Blake? Tell me. What the fuck? <laughs> you know that would have been the person who would have told you that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's why I wanted it to happen. Also, I was, like, looking over because I was like, I know you're prone to say that. You call – I've heard you call the pigeon that word. <laughs> okay, to be fair, that pigeon got in my way and then flew towards me like he wanted to fight me. He got nervous. You made him nervous. That's nigga behavior. <laughs> if, you go, if you go buck up at me like you about to fight, you a nigga. Like, he he low-key won that because I know you don't like birds. I know you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I forgot that happened. Oh my god! Doing birds, bro. Fuck that bird. Fuck that bird. Man, okay. I'll jump in with a story that I feel. Like all my stories will be like chronological. I want to end like really good. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. So this is actually my favorite story to show. I think it's a very like key. What me? Anyone in my family listening? Knows exactly what story I'm about to say. Um, so I'll say this. I um, so I like moved around a lot. I'm very open to trying new things. Often I'll try like anything once, especially when it comes to food. Um, like I really, really like like branching out and being very open minded. I think things. I think it comes out like with my like my childhood just moving all the time. A little bit of mini world traveler. Like um, I've had a lot of experiences, but. Um, there's one food that I will no longer eat, and uh, that is oatmeal. And, Chorty, I don't know if you've heard this story about why I can't eat oatmeal anymore. You've told this on the podcast before. Did I really? Mm-hmm. Because you made a mention of it during our theater episode, episode two, and I had no idea because you talked about you were the, this is the manager for it and had to make the oatmeal. And so at the very end, you told oh. us a story about sitting at the table and seeing your sister literally put the oatmeal in and it come back out <laughs> and then it daisy chained and then your mom just sent y'all to school which is my favorite part because that's, that's the big part is that like she was like <laughs> she let her stay but all of us did <laughs> like oh that's the issue with like recording this episode so long ago i yeah i cannot like that is that is the first thought i have when i wake up and it's the last thing I see when I go to sleep before we sleep. That's the exact same thing you said. It's I, true. It's a fact. It's burned to me. Oh. It's the only thing I talk about in therapy. She's like, can we talk about something else? And yeah, she's like, with relationships or the world? And I'm like, no, it's oatmeal. Why can I eat oatmeal? Sometimes when I'm eating and then the food in my mouth feels a little oatmeal-y, my appetite is ruined. Bro, you said this too. <laughs> I know. I'm upset. I'm upset. And I've said that. I've said it before. I was a different story. I'm gonna go with a Chorcy and I story. Um, I think you know a story. This is Chorcy. Yeah. 
this was also when Choice and I were <laughs> together. And I think Dorsey. <laughs> Jersey, um, he was the manager in the morning. So he had the afternoon off, and he needed a well-deserved night off. Um, I got off around eh, probably five-ish. Got home. Oh, I mean, I got off around like... Oh, I don't think I worked that day. No, it was a Friday. I would definitely would have worked. I think I got off around like four or something. So I was home. I was chilling. We worked together, but I sent you home early. That makes sense. Um, anyway, I was at home hanging out. I think like I might have been sipping on a beer or something. It was a Friday night. I wasn't going to do anything. And Choicey um, texted me. He was like, oh, you know, I was at a bar. Just chilling. He needed a night off. So he was going out. I was like, all right, bet. Uh, I'm going to come down. Let's hang out. Let's have a night out together. Uh, so I finished my beer. It is like a stronger beer. Um, if anyone ever had like Natty Daddies, I had one of those. Um, so tall boy, that's eight percent. Very good if you want to get drunk. But um, when I got there, Chorosi was already pretty drunk. Damn, I'm reliving this. This was such a good night. Dude. It was such a good. It was night. so fun. Uh, well, what I can remember was such a good night. What I can, all I can remember all of it. It was the walk home. That was rough. But um, that's we can tell the story together. We can tell the story yeah. together because um, it's a good us story. Um, <laughs> you know, I met Chorsi. Um, if you're few that are Columbus, we were at Union. Chorsi at Union. I showed up there. Um, we had drinks. Chorsi was definitely a few drinks ahead of me. Um. And uh, he was having some fun. He was chirping at people on the street because it was like an outdoor seating. And we were up like right against the rail, like right against the sidewalk. So you like, really see anybody going on. And Chorsi, what were some of the things that you were telling people? Oh, uh, how do I build this up properly? There's, so, no, build-up. I, There's no build up, but go ahead. <laughs> I, it started off with just general, just like hitting on men that I was walking down the street that I found attractive. And then. And then at one point I became hungry. Uh, and my go-to food, whether I'm drunk or sober, is chicken nuggets. I love me some chicken nuggets. And at the time I had just become a little upset at the raise of price of the 20 piece chicken nugget at McDonald's. Uh, and a demand- fair reason to be upset. Right. So it was it was heavy on my mind. And on this night when the alcohol hit, the chicken nuggets were on my mind. And the other thing that was on my mind was sucking dick, apparently. So I was proclaiming to gentlemen walking down the street that I would suck a dick for 20 chicken nuggets. I would like to say he started off with a suck your dick for $20 and <laughs> then realized he was hungry and changed to a suck your dick for 20 chicken nuggets, which is less than <laughs> half the price of his original starting value. <laughs> So I'm always going to eat twice. (laughs) So I have, and like, it's not a like normal conversation tone. I am screaming this at people walking down the street. Yeah, he was not proclaiming. And like, I have to like let you people know, he was like at a rail and there's really like a one foot like pillar and a garden bed and then the street and then the sidewalk. These people that he was yelling at were dead us like three feet away from us. Yeah. 
Nope. And um, families. <laughs> yeah, eight, it's eight o'clock at this point. People are still out. <laughs> at this point, I had already been. Listen, if they're walking down High Street at eight o'clock on a weekend night, those kids need to be in bed or not be on High Street. Like that oh, area yeah, is, yeah. is literally it's a gay bar. And across the street is a gay club. Down the street is a sex store. Like, that's not an area where kids should be hanging out 8 o'clock on a Friday night. So I blame your parenting decisions. Make there, better decisions. There were yes. other restaurants near that area. Also, there were bar restaurants. They're not yeah, real restaurants. But I, think that was, I think that was closer to the, uh, the time you were yelling about. Nah, I think, I don't think it, it was still a little blue outside. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. I was also four Black Widows already into the night. So, like you said, I was already pretty gone at this point. Um, but the next thing I remember, yeah, I, I think this is right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. So, they have these, these gentlemen, these oh, yeah. lovely looking gentlemen who walk around in nothing but their underwear. And, um, I don't know if they're sponsored by Smirnoff, but I I I am very thankful for Smirnoff for providing these men to me. Um, they are holding test tubes full of. Come. I actually don't know what's in the test tubes. Alcohol. I think it's alcohol. Sort of alcohol. It's like a little like mixed. Uh, probably like if you guys ever like green tea shots, it's like more like flavored shots. Uh, that's what they were. I couldn't tell you what was inside of it. I can't remember what the color was. But what I do remember is like somehow between that and axes, I had accumulated eleven test tubes. Uh, truly because I was so intoxicated and he was so attractive that I just kept spending more money, so I just kept buying more test tubes. Um, and yeah, when I ended the night, I had pocketed eleven empty tubes. Could have used some contagion, probably. Huh? I I don't know if that's how many I don't know if that was both of us. Like I if I, I think about a few when I was taking shots with you, because I was like I don't want George to be like much drunker than I am. Because but, but uh, you might have some mine, but I wouldn't be shocked if you had eleven by yourself. Mm, that man was. Mm, mm, oh, he had a girlfriend. I he knows what he's selling. That's fair. He knows where he's working. Right, like that—that that doesn't bother me. That's why my uh, OnlyFans idea was going to appeal to men too. That, hmm, that was who? Because those, I, what, what was it like? Was what color were they? I only remember them empty. I don't remember what color they were before I drank it. I can't remember. It's, it's been a minute. It, they, they, mm, I, I can't tell you I what think they taste been like. A little colored. I'm not sure. I, I truly have no idea, but those things were delicious, and so was he, and it made my night even better. So after downing all these test tubes, and I've had all these Black Widows, we didn't eat there either, did we? No, we didn't eat. You might have ate before I got there. We didn't. I hope I did. I mean, I don't know. It don't matter now. I'm alive, so it don't really matter. Yeah. So after I, I don't think we did. You had to have been before I got there. We we sat there for a while, right? We talked. Who came up with the idea of leaving? You. You're trying to hit on men. You're drunk as shit. You were accosted on the street. You started hitting on people at Union. 
then you went to the bathroom, and I was like, I'm like wingman for you. And then a couple of people talked to me. I was like, oh, no, sorry. Literally just for him. Literally just here for him. And then we ended up going to Axis. Yeah, so then we have the good idea of going across the street to Axis. So mind you, at this point, I'm already struggling to walk straight. And I'm getting pretty drunk here, too. I'm a fantastic fucking dancer when I'm sober, and it's even better when I'm drunk. So apparently, were you you told me you were trying to wingman for me? I don't remember this part. Yeah, because you were standing up somewhere dancing, and I was like, hey, so that guy... Uh, yeah. Apparently, I tried to wingman another straight dude who was wingmanning for his gay friend. I was like, well, where's your buddy? And he's like, somewhere else. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, apparently, I talked to the one of the other straight dudes in the bar, trying to get him to talk to you, but he was doing the same thing for his friend. Apparently, I bought another drink there, too, so. Oh, right. You don't remember. You just remember the credit card receipt. I remember the credit card receipt. I don't remember buying a drink there. I think I bought two more Black Widows there, and that's where my memory starts to go fuzzy. Yeah. Where the I know I danced on stage, yes, because I was like on the wall, and that's where I was like twerking and all that. Were the boxes still up at that time? Did they still have like the dancer boxes? We could yeah. get up on the you, were, you were on dancer box. Yeah, yeah. that's where I met one of my previous suitors was on that box, the gay Republican. We were talking about that. Oh, I, yes. Republican? I, I only know him as the gay Republican. That's all you need to know. That that's why they're right to defend it. I answer the whole story. That's all. I just know you've hooked up with a gay Republican. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, man. Fucking okay. gay Republican. Ugh. Disgusting trash. Disgusting. Anyway, uh, probably did some wild shit on those boxes. I didn't do anything wild with anyone like in particular that I remember. I think you're just dancing. Yeah, I think I just danced on people, then with people, and mostly by myself, and had a good time until we had to go. Yeah. We had to leave. And that's where the story turns back to Dakota. So. (laughs) 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 I've. So how was we left the bar? We, well, we left the axis with the club. Shorts go lift. I was able to keep him on the sidewalk because he's trying to wander. I kept him like strangled long enough for him to get in the lift and go home. So it's High Street. If you're from Columbus or know Columbus, you know High Street runs pretty central yeah. through the city. They're vertical. So I had to do all I had to do was I had to walk. For 30 minutes, north on High Street. I'm very good with carnal directions. I was going north. All I do is walk 30 minutes straight. So I got to where campus was. Then I had to walk like three minutes. I take one right, then walk three minutes. I was at my apartment. So I had to. That's like a, that's like a slower 30 minute walk. All right. So we can round it. So I, all I do is walk 30 minutes. I was home. Straight most of the way. A short right, and I'm there. That's all I had to do. It should take me 30 minutes. It took me <laughs> two hours to get home. I got Chirsi in his lift. I looked to my right, and I blacked out. 
<laughs> At one point, I remember running. There was no need to run. There was, there was nothing to run from. I, I don't know why I was running. I climbed the fence. I don't know where, which means I cut off into an alley, climbed a fence. I had just got an iPhone like that week. And then at the top of the fence, I dropped it. Like, cause these images were coming in and out. Like I would like do a physical activity. My brain had to respond and my eyes would open and then I would do it. And then as soon as I hit the ground, I looked up darkness again, <laughs> like fast travel into the next like physical activity I had to do. All right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was horrible. It was absolutely insane. Right. So at the top of the fence, um, where I think, where I think I scraped myself on my stomach and also like on my, uh, right wrist. And those scores are finally fading, Chorsi, on my right arm. Those scores are finally fading. Oh, thank goodness. It's only been close to two years. Which means we have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I remember running. I climbed a fence. At one point, apparently, I left a, a voicemail. The girlfriend at the time. Oh, my God. There were two. There was three voicemails, I think, that I made. I <laughs> called Chorsi and quit my job. <laughs> That's the key part. That's a big part of this. <laughs> I, got, yep. I got so drunk, I quit my job. Realized I was calling Chorsi. Called my ex. Quit my job to her and gave like a more comprehensive detail on why I quit. At one point, I was outside of another club. I don't know. If, do you know this one? The food hall? Yeah, I was outside Short North Food Hall trying to get in. <laughs> and apparently I'd call my, my girlfriend at the time and said, like, I'm trying to get to work and they won't let me in. They won't give me the code to this escape room. I am on the street trying to get into a closed bar <laughs> saying they're not giving me the code to an escape room. Somehow made it home. Like, my roommates were called. They, like, come find me. Like, I'm I eventually got on the way back. By the time my roommate's going to give me, like, I knew where I was. And I was going to walk home. So they're going to say, that's like, I don't need, I can get my, I get my way home from here. So by the time they found me, I was fine. I had, I was back to being full conscious. conscious. I don't, I don't remember making that phone call at the food hall. Apparently it happened. calling me? No, I don't remember those phone calls. There's only voicemail evidence. I, my favorite one of my favorite aspects is you calling me and giving me your two weeks notice. And it's like, thank you so much for this opportunity. You're all great. Uh, and I was just like, it's so professionally drunk. And I, it's kind of concerning how well it, like you were presenting yourself, considering how intoxicated I knew you were. Could you imagine if I called Andrea? I, oh man. Well, I still played it for her. He okay. best believe I went to work and was like, hey. <laughs> That's why I'm glad I didn't really save her number because I wouldn't have made that phone call. But, uh, oh my God, it was so then, So I'll fill you in what happened with my night because – so I got home to my apartment. And at the time, I lived in like this tower thing. Um, so I was like up on the 10th floor. Got home. I was looking for like a basic like a bachelor pad, one bed, one bath. And um, so like – the bedroom is on the opposite end of the front door. Like truly, if you think a straight yeah. line, 
if the front door's at one end, my bedroom's on the other. And then uh, closer to the front door, there's a bathroom. So I'm laying in bed, and my stomach is not happy with the choices that have been made tonight. And I sprint down the hallway to that bathroom and just start puking in the toilet. Um, and I end up puking twice that night. Oh, also, need I remind y'all that I am the opening manager the following morning. I have to be at work at 8 a.m. We didn't leave until 2-ish. And I am... I'm not hungover. I'm drunk. Like, I can't even say that I'm hungover. I am completely intoxicated, okay? So I get puke twice, go to sleep, if that's what you can call it, wake up, and I'm looking at the evidence all over my bedroom floor, and I'm like, oh, God. All right. Take care of that. And then I look at my phone. There are people I have never given my phone to phone number to who have texted and called me. His ex has texted and called me three different times. His roommate has who never had my phone number has texted me twice. His roommate's girlfriend has called and left me a voicemail and texted me because no one knows how to get a hold of Dakota. He was climbing kind of fences. Dakota is also my mid that day. Maybe I came in at 12. <laughs> so I am in a panic because I don't have the confirmation that he made at home like your roommates do. So I am, I've texted everyone. I was like, I know nothing. Please give me phone calls. I've texted Dakota and I've called Dakota as I'm getting ready for work and I've heard nothing. So at this point, I'm trying to figure out how do I explain to my general manager that I may have killed one of our staff members by going out to drink last night because I don't know if he made it home safe. But I still got a business to run, right? And <laughs> this is where the this is when the oh man or the oh damn text happened. The oh damn is when I was texting my ex. And I like I was trying to talk to her when I was drunk, and then she was like, "Cool, none of that made sense." No, my response was, "Oh damn." <laughs> like that was the only legible text like I said like nonsense I'm trying to tell her where I was and it's like yeah cool no that makes sense and that was the one thing I was like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> and then she told me later she got mad because I made her laugh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and nice. so I am at work and um, I have things I have to do that require me to be in that office again so I am still drunk. Like, I cannot stress this enough. I am not hungover. I am pretty sure I am still drunk at this point at work. One of my other staff members is hungover. Yeah. (laughs) On that shift. (laughs) So we're in the room (laughs) right next to each other (laughs) with a garbage can in between us just in case either one of us had to puke. And I, what I'm, I'm not gonna write her up when I'm sitting here drunk. Like that ain't cool. So (laughs) we are both just sitting here, like, oh man, can't get through it. Finally, finally, Dakota texts me. (laughs) Finally, I hear back. No, no, no. I finally get a phone call from you, and I'm like, bro, are you alive? And you're like, ugh. (laughs) 
is all I hear from you. And I called you like, when I woke up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just glad to hear from you being at noon. <laughs> Click. Like yeah. that's that was really all I needed too. I was like calling Charles and let him know I was alive. And then <laughs> oh my god. And I, then when you came in Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, like when I woke up, like I like scrapes over my stomach. I had like, huge, like long scars on my arm that like finally faded over the winter. And I was like, where is this fucking coat? Like what happened? I went to my phone, everything. I realized like I was like reconnecting things like, oh my god, I'm so fucked. I, like looking at all these things. I was checking my like my bank account. And I was like, all right, most of these things match up. I have all my cards and stuff. I was like, what the fuck did I do? There was like the course of the day, like shit was coming back. But man. Like as soon as I got into work, like I came out of the elevator, I think, and then you and I just looked at each other and started laughing. Um well, and it didn't help. So that day, I had to start training you on contagion. Oh, which shit. is it's yeah. it's like it's like a laboratory. So it's all white surfaces with bright ass lights, and we both drunk as hell. <laughs> we, were, we, to get we, were, we were like, "Fuck! Oh god!" Like, I remember, like, like you were trying to like maybe do the escape room stuff. I was like, "Torsi, I can't do this." You're like, "You gotta do it," and I was like, "I can't." Just give me a hint. I already have like, it. You're not gonna fire me. I already give me it. Like you gotta do it though. Like tell me, gotta... tell me where to look. Let me give me a hint where to look. At least, buddy. <laughs> Don't be a fucking line. Oh. I should have just. I should just take a lift home. I was being broke. I was like, he pays for his lift. I can walk. You could have literally just come home with me. Like that way, yeah. you'd have been safe at least. We live and we learn. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll get stories like this. Whoa, what a night. I think it's probably like the craziest. It's probably the craziest night I've ever had. I know it's definitely mine. I mean, and I have. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that is my. Like, I've been drunk, but I don't know if I've ever been that drunk before in my life. And I don't ever want to experience that again, to be honest. I had a great time, but I don't want to relive. I think it was the adventure aspect of it that was crazy. I think we had like a really good night, and there's extra things that happened. Uh, After like 2 a.m., I was over it. Because I think it's the puking thing that like oh. is not comfy. Yeah, I'm sure, I don't think I puked. I'm, unless I puked on my walk. But I don't remember that part. I just remember climbing and running. Don't know why. Maybe that's why you ran. You probably peeked in someone's yard and just sprinted. It's High Street. There's no yards. <laughs> what but if you hit an alley, you may have gotten on a like summit. I just where I ended up. But I think like at one point I was walking the wrong way. I remember um, my mutual friend telling me I was like, I know where I'm going. She's like, I'm looking at your location. No, you're not. Oh, also, she had to walk me through. She had to walk drunk me through. How to share my location with her? Because I had just got an iPhone, so I don't know how. So she had to walk me through that, and then find out where I am, where I'm going, and then direct me from there. While drunk me is fighting her, like I know where I'm going. It was insane. It was madness. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But we made it through. We made it, we're live. We made it through this episode. We did. We got through that day. I honestly don't know what I did. Like the morning after, like after I got done with work that day, I don't remember that night because I'm pretty sure I just went home and slept. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what I. I definitely did not eat breakfast. I just had a bunch of water. Might have packed a lunch or something. 
but it was. A I think I ate, I ate bread because I was like, I I have to stop this up. I I feel it. I feel this. Oh man, what a night, man! What a night. It's good. It was. Uh, that was a good. That's a really good choice to go to story. Because thing is, even in college, I never. I never hit that point. I mean, I've been drunk. Well, okay. I have a weird thing with taking off my pants when I get drunk. Take off my shirt or unbutton my shirt. No, I like to be in my underwear for some reason. Because there was a party at one of our... (laughs) Another one of our mutual friends, his house. Like, he was up on the second floor. And we had done some sort of party for some reason, whatever. And I remember at one point literally just being in my underwear dancing. That sounds like you. And I'm not sure why, because usually I'm like, I don't want people to see me. I don't I don't take my clothes off. But one of my first weeks on campus, I walked down High Street in my underwear and only found out because I saw the videotapes from my uh t- the videotapes from my teammates showing me. Gang gang. So apparently me in college is wild the fuck out because me in high school was very innocent and didn't do anything like that. No, I, went out I didn't party. I went out a lot in high school. Nope. I, I, I had strict parents and I was the second oldest. So uh, I had to find – why the advantage of like I was seen as like the good kid, the smart kid. So I could like play that and then also like learned how to lie from my older sister and learn what lies my parents would fall for and like just have like plausible deniability. She's like, I, I'm gonna stay at Stone Hope's house. I'm like, okay, because they trust me. It's like, I'm definitely not there. I just, I just imagine having like so many siblings that I like. There's too much my parents would like track. Yeah, versus you were like one only child. So, I that's so well. I also I genuinely never had the thought to do that. Like it never crossed my mind. Like I never, I never wanted to. Honestly, like even when I heard about people like having parties, I was like, "That sounds dumb." I just want to go to like one of my boys' house and just spend the night with him. So we're just going to kick it together, or like, you know, I just the idea of going to a party was never really attractive for me. That's fair. In fact, when I had my graduation party, uh, I told my parents I didn't want one because I didn't want to see most of my classmates once I graduated. Like I just. I mean, most of the parties I went to were pretty low key. Like it'd be like, it's my core, like like just like core group of friends, just kind of doing stuff. So anything crazy, like we see in like movies and stuff, there were parties like that. I'm um, just like friends hanging out, sneaking drinks, and just like playing video games, listening to music. It's, like low key, but it was, it was like with like my best like guy friends. I don't. I never like snuck alcohol. A lot of my friends smoked weed in high school, but. I was always, like, the one friend who didn't. So, like, I was with them when they would smoke, and I wasn't against it, but I never did it, and they never pressured me into trying to do it. So it was just it was just chill. Yeah. You know? And, like, we'd have, like, music sessions or, like, choreography sessions, and we just kind of just, like, vibe with each other. But I never, I never really did the party thing until I got to college. And then I was like... Parties are interesting because I can meet people and it's like Degrassi all over again and I can do this and that. But even then, I didn't go to a lot of parties because most of them were like work parties. 
where we just like yeah. get together and just drink and play games and shit. Mm-hmm. So I have out, however, uh, and this is a sober story. I have uh, left the state with a stranger I met online and didn't tell anybody. How'd you know this? I yeah, I... So, um, Grindr's a beautiful thing. Let's start with that. Um, I used to be a very gullible person. <laughs> and uh, in this particular instance, this was a gentleman who I was trying to romantically pursue... Realized very quickly he was too effeminate. It wasn't going to work out for me. Um, and he was a ch- another cheerleader. And that fascinated me. Um, so I'd seen some videos of him cheering. Knew what team he was a part of. Because uh, he was actually a part of one of my old high school cheerleading teammates. Like, uh, what do they call that? A competitive cheer team. Uh-huh. And um, he had made the mention that he was, oddly enough, he was going to go to Indianapolis for... Uh, a cheerleading competition that's happening right now as we're filming uh, called Jam Fest. And uh, the Ohio State, like, all-girls cheerleading team was going to perform there. And I had expressed that I was really interested in going, and I wish I could. And so he asked me what I was doing. I said nothing. He said, why well, leave at yada yada time? Where do you live? I told him Moral Tower. And I, sure enough, got into a car with a stranger I had never met before, drove three hours from Columbus, Ohio to Indianapolis for a cheerleading competition and came back and acted like nothing was wrong with that. And to be fair, I had a great time. It was the first cheer competition I ever went to. It's the only one I think I've ever been to. It is so much fun. The energy was great. The cheerleaders were fantastic. But I didn't realize how... I mean, I literally fell asleep in his car. That man could have killed me. He could have taken me anywhere. And I'd have been fucked. This podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> like, I... Oh, so more that, importantly, Josh could be dead. <laughs> I, I honestly could be dead. But instead, I moved to Indianapolis five years after doing that. Remember when I mm. thought Columbus was only like an hour and a half away from Indianapolis? Yeah, I still don't get that. I think I just still don't get that. I get a speed. I think it's no. I think it's because, and anyone who's from Columbus can truly vouch for this. If you need to get anywhere in Columbus, like if someone says, "How long is it going to take to get from point A to point B?" If it's anywhere in Columbus, it's thirty minutes tops. It doesn't matter where you at. If you're going from one side of Columbus to the other side of Columbus, it's going to be thirty minutes. If anyone says anything more than 30 minutes, you're not from Columbus or you're not going to Columbus. Nothing in Columbus is outside of reach outside of 30 minutes. Just, just, that's fair. Just that's not fair. It works. I think it's because the first few times I was going to your house in Indianapolis, I was going for my parents. It's a little bit closer. So like a, it's like a little under two hours. Mm. I think it's a little closer than Columbus. I think that's what I was saying that. But also, I feel like I definitely shortchanged it when I was talking back in like December. I was like, yeah, it didn't take me like an hour, hour and a half. And there's like an hour, like, I'm only in Dayton. I'm like halfway there. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so I gotta be cruising to get there just about two hours. Yeah, I'm literally about to make that trip either tomorrow night or early the next day's morning. So I know I got Ooh, three yeah, hours ahead of me. Mom and Papa. 
Yeah, I guess I gotta see, gotta see the rent. I was gonna say this earlier. Like, if you with like your mustache, um, you definitely give me like you like look a lot more like your dad when you have your mustache. Really? I can already, I can already see a lot. I can already see a lot of your dad and you like regularly. But when you have your mustache, I'm like, yeah, that's Torsi the fourth. <laughs> it's good. It's a. It's definitely a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. I guess, yeah, I think it's. I think it's cool. When I got my hair cut a couple of days ago, uh-huh. lady shaved my unibrow. Like, did make a mention of it? Yeah, like she she legit just went, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, I all right, I I have strong feelings. That's a about new one. This. Yeah, that's a that's, new one. That's a kind of rude, but all right, whatever. It's cool. We was also talking shit about everybody in there. There was this man who showed up in a trench coat, bruh. It was wild. It was like it was like cold outside, and he was wearing shorts, a tank top, and a trench coat. Yes, it was. Baby, put on pants. It was wild, and the moment he walked out the door, we both started laughing, started talking shit about him. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. The nice thing is, because of the topic of this podcast, that story doesn't take away from anything we've said. Bro, it don't fucking matter. If, listen, if you're not gonna listen to us because we don't stay on fucking topic, get the fuck out my face. We don't want your bitch ass here anyway. Yeah, pussy. Wow. That's like a Twenty One Savage pussy, like a general, like you know, like ad lib, not like using it as a derogatory term towards women. It's just like, you know, like an ad lib, like in oh, songs. Pussy, Dakota, you can't be keeping it a hundred if you're gonna apologize for everything you say. I'm not apologizing. I'm explaining it. Yeah, if it, I want make I want to make sure people are understanding my words and not putting things in different meaning. So I'm explaining the context which I'm saying my statement. That's and, and if I and if I think if they, they do get offended, then they're a pussy. So we're good. That's that white guilt working against you, man. And I, I don't have any white guilt. What are we gonna be guilty about? I literally just called someone a pussy in the last episode we recorded and didn't give none of that explanation. Chorsi, you called me a honky to my face. Yeah. And that's fair. Um some people who are not white get mad when I call other people honkies. And I don't get that. Who? Wait, what? Yeah, I've said, I've called people honkies. I feel like, um, Vic and also X have also gotten mad. Like, whenever they get in a room, like, man, I call somebody a honky or like a story, I call them a honky. And they're like, you can't say that. Like, or they're like, stop, you're being mean. I'm like, I'm calling them a honky. It's not like a real bad word. I call my dad a honky and he gets mad. That's funny because I don't <laughs> give a shit about that. It's just funny. I don't call me a honky is a funny word. It's a good word. And some people be honkies. Like, I don't get what's wrong with it. The best part is when I call someone a honky, what I literally picture is a donkey honky. <laughs> So it's like honky, honky. <laughs> oh no, this is definitely the drinking. This is when the alcohol is hitting. I was just telling stories. Oh, I'm lightheaded, and I love right. Um, what's the story? Have I talked about why I'm afraid of heights on this podcast? No, I don't know the story because I heard you mention it earlier. All right. 
So I'm afraid of heights. It's more like I'm afraid of like open edges, I guess. Um, so I like I like flying. I like roller coasters, stuff like that. But I don't think I could be like in a helicopter, if that makes sense. I could be in a roller coaster, um, but not a helicopter. I think it's just like the idea of the door being open, even I'm built in, I just get nervous. Um, and this all, I appreciate this dates back to uh, when I was really like three. And back on topic with this like funny, crazy stories. There are stories that depict like why, like who we are as people. Um, my family was all just downstairs. The sit, like within my family, like what was happening on this date was disputed. And I'm pretty sure what's happening is like this conversation downstairs. I think my dad was going to leave to go do something. But I was going to go run over and yell, like, wait for me or something. So I'm like, going to say something or be part of the conversation in some way. Um, all I know is like something I don't need to respond to quickly. So I ran out of my room. I was three feet tall. And I was going to go run to the banister to like yell over because I'm on the second floor to yell over like, hey, wait. I got too much height and went over it. <laughs> And so, so yes, yes. So, guys, so the second floor is one of those like staircases that goes like, you know, if you're going up, it's a small landing, like in a house, and go right back up, like in the same direction, like in an apartment, like staircase that they go up, like there's like very like as little space you can for stairs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, like like that, like pretty much a diagonal. I jumped over on the open edge, so when I fell, I was going to the bottom of the stairs. Like I didn't fall down the stairs. I fell over the banister and hit the bottom stairs. Um, and as I was falling, it's kind of like a little bit slow motion. Like I jumped, rested too much air, I yelled it, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, like time like slowed down. Like all of these thoughts, I'm telling you, like in in the speed that I tell them now is how fast it happened in real life. I went over, I hear something downstairs, because I think I was playing in my room or something. I was like going over to yell, like, oh, like, wait for me, jump. <laughs> so I need to get my head over so you can hear me, right? I'm a small. I'm like, I'm not a very big guy now. At two at three years old, I wasn't very tall then, right? I was probably like one of the regular percentile. Fucking two feet tall, right? Jump over, jump, my arms up so people get my head over. And I go over and like, oh no. <laughs> head Balls. I tell at one point I remember like looking up, right? And I see like <laughs> like family photos on the wall of the staircase. I see like a couple pictures of like my dad and my mom. Like they're aimed at the photographer. This is like 2000. It's like 2000, 2001 is when this happened. So I was like three or four tops. Um <laughs> I look over seeing them at one point, like during the fall, during the fall, I was like, oh, I should have grabbed that a screw or something <laughs> to hold myself up. During the fall, I had this thought, I promise you, this is not like me like thinking later, I should have thought that. During the fall, I was like, I should have grabbed that. Maybe I could have held it and not fall. I, I would miss it. But I see these photos and then my head turns and I hit the bottom of the stair, right? So in this speed, this is what happens. <laughs> Bring out of my room. Wait for me. Oh no. Ah, oh, mom and dad. Oh, I should grab a nail. Oh, I missed the nail stairs. That's how fast it happened. And I was only falling from the second floor to the first floor. Um, 
And as I like tumbled, so I hit like the fourth floor from the bottom, and then boom, 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 boom <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> tumbled down, and my dad walking by. Like I hit the bottom stair as my dad was casually walking by. So he probably saw his son. He looks to his right, sees his son come from the sky and hit the stairs and fall at his feet. That's what this man saw. It was not like like I just appeared. I appeared out of nowhere at the stairs. Not like I escaped down, or like they rushed. They heard me falling and rushed over to find me there. This man turned and saw me fall from the heavens, right? Obviously, I'm crying, like, three or four. They rush me off to the hospital. I go to, um, you know, they, like, because they saw me, like, head first. And if you have these thought, like, I fell on my head, like, my parents only described, like, as I could, like, I was there, I was probably, like, screaming, as kids do. It's a lot of pain. Tests, scans, x-rays, whatever, nothing's wrong with my head. They go on their way. Through that week, my mom would like try to hold my hand and stuff, and I'd, like we always trying to pull away and be like, I get hurt. So I said, like, no, I don't want to hold your hand. So like, we would go out and stuff. And she'd be like pulling my arms, like, hold my hand, stop, come on. You gotta make sure, like, like trying to keep like wear of me in the store and stuff and where we were. It's like forcing me to hold her hand, like, like aggressively grab my hand and making me hold it. And I'm like crying. Like, I'm like, it hurts. I said, what do you mean it hurts? My arm hurts. A week of this, of her like grabbing my hands to hold my fucking hand, right? I keep saying it hurts. Takes me to the hospital. I had a broken arm, (laughs) (laughs) and like my mom goes off on the like the staff because like it's a military base too. Um, So she's like, "Why you test him? Do all these like X rays and stuff? We're here for hours. We never decide like check his arm." But apparently, the staff was so worried about like my head because the way I fell, how it scripted. I had a broken arm for a week, and then my mom felt bad. She was, like, tugging at my arm, like, hold my hand, and she was tugging at my broken arm. Um, and yeah, that's why I'm afraid of open edges. Fast forward from that date, 19 years-ish, I'm at the Guggenheim. Um, museum in New York, Max, and if you don't know it, it's, like, it's our museum in New York, and, like, you know, very artistically, whatever built, yada, 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 artsy, fartsy design. And like, it's like a, um, essentially it's a ramp going up five floors. I think like a small little, like four foot tall wall ish. And at the, we, we got to the top. I, I was like, I, and I know I've been afraid of edges. I was like, you know, I just want to look. It's probably very pretty. Let me look over it. I looked, I got my fill for two seconds. Like, okay, this is nice. Whatever. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go to the wall. I'm going to go where I feel more safe. As I turned around, um, to go back to the wall, this group of like old white ladies were walking very slowly, as old white ladies do. And then um, as I turned around, they were in between me and the wall. This is already when I was like trying to feel hot. I was like, I don't want to be near the edge. I'm trying to go to the wall. And they pinned me. And then I felt trapped. And that's when I experienced my first ever panic attack. <laughs> and like I felt it. Like I was like getting like, do you like how I said that? I feel like I did mad nervous and my girlfriend's like, are you okay? I was like, I need, I need to get over there right now. I, I guess, you know, I'm like a very fun loving person. Even like when like shit gets crazy, like I'm not very aggressive. I've been close up into a fight. I was like in a bar and someone's like being a dickhead to my, one of my friends, but it wasn't even that close. I almost 
like pushed on or swung on these old ladies. So I wanted to get, I was like, I need to get to the wall now. I need to get away from the edge. And it was like, I would have been like fine if they weren't there to like, usually walk. Like once I felt trapped and they were walking so slow, I was like, I need to get over there. So I was like, somehow able to suck it up and like kind of push my way around, but not be too crazy and get to the wall and then like play it off. But I think that's like my first example with the panic attack. So that was really fun. And uh, that's a story. That's two examples. That's why I'm afraid of heights. And the biggest case of me actually being afraid of heights. Holy shit. Maybe that's why I like penguins because they don't fly. I don't think that's it, buddy. Oh, that'd be cool if that's why. I don't think that's it. I think penguins are pretty cool. I mean, I do too, but... Okay. Wow. I've never heard either of those stories, though. I am... The second one is very new. That's only... But the first one is so fucking funny because it truly sounds like a comedy show. Like, dad walking past the store. That's what happened. That's what happened, dude. That's 100% what happened. Like, oh, and then, like, him's looking down, like, huh. Honey! (laughs) (laughs) Your kid fell. (laughs) Like... Oh my god, that is so fucking funny, and I'm so sorry you went through that, but I'm not. I, mean, I was four. Thank you for the laugh. It's funny now. And then going the week having your arm broken, <laughs> it hurts. Hold my fucking hand. Holy shit! Oh man. What uh, time? Honestly, that that's a good closer for me. That's a good one. We had mini topic of the Romeo story. We have our two you and I work stories, and that one. I think these are pretty. I think these are pretty good cementations of like who we are. If people after all these episodes don't <laughs> figure out our personalities, I think today, I think this episode has really helped our audience. You gonna learn today? You gonna learn today? <laughs> All righty. Well, thank y'all so much for checking out Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsey. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You can also find us on social media uh, at Keep It 100 underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. And I think Facebook, but without the underscore on Facebook. Um, As Dakota said earlier, we also have our Patreon, so please, please, if you really like what you hear, help us out. Um, Your contribution of a dollar a month can really go a long way in terms of upkeep of the podcast and even providing better equipment so that we can provide a better product for you all as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. You was kind. You was smart. You was important. I'll drink that too. You're right. Yep, got to drink to that. All right, y'all have a good day, night, evening, year, month, 525,600 years. Nope, shit, minutes. <laughs> years? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Peace.